Welcome to another episode of Loyalty Out Loud. My name is Joe Doran. I'm joined today uh, by our Director of Partnerships and Sales, Ned Chagru. We're going to be talking about Forcer. We are broadcasting live today from the Holy Grail Pub in Plano, Texas. And before we get started, let's talk about our beers. Um, I am drinking in the morning, which is awesome, uh, a St. Bernardus, uh, which is a Belgian-style type beer. And what are you drinking, Ned? I am drinking my favorite beer in the world. It's Le Fin du Monde. It's a Belgian-style triple from Canada. It's your favorite beer in the world? It my and it favorite has, beer in the world. And it has the word world in it. It's the end of the world. Oh, it's the end of the world. Yeah, that would be Finn. Oh, well. <laughs> No one accused me of knowing French. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about Forrester today, and we're going to try to not make it about us. So I'll say this at the beginning, and then we'll talk about why uh, the report in general is important and why you can get really good information from the Forrester uh, wave. But Capillary recently was ranked number one in terms of capabilities of our loyalty platform in the Forrester wave. This is where I'll ask the team to put a link here. Put a, put a link there. So put a link there, and you can go check it out and uh, read the Forrester report and see how we, we did in that report, which, of course, we did very well. So, uh, Ned, but let's just talk about the wave in general and why people should listen to Forrester in terms of their recommendations in our space and in several parallel spaces. Um, what was your first experience going through the Forrester wave process, and you know, what, is the, uh, you know, what are the steps, and how do they do their research to determine... Uh, who are players in our space? Yeah, I've um, over the years I've taken part in I think nine Forrester wave evaluations. Um, it's a pretty thorough process. It's very similar to going through an RFP, a, a well-crafted RFP that a, a, a potential client would run. Um, essentially, what they do is they look at the marketplace. Um, they do an initial screening where they look for the, um, the players that are at scale. Um, and once they've found the players at scale, uh, they, they then run a multi-criteria assessment of those providers. Um, they're looking for companies' current offering, uh, so, so what the technology that you offer does and how well it does what it does. Um, the company's strategy, um, so how the company's building its roadmap, how it's positioning for the future, how it's playing in the marketplace, and then the company's market positioning. Mm -hmm. So scale, size of customers, amount of revenue, um, and then those three things taken together um, are how they determine their placement in the wave graphic. Um, it's very thorough. It's a very fair process. They run a tight ship. Um, <laughs> it's not, Forrester would be the first one to tell you, it's not fun. It's not supposed to be fun. Um, it, but it is a very thorough evaluation of the marketplace. Absolutely. Now, um, Forrester also, uh, as a result of doing all this research into the platforms and capabilities, they also offer insights to brands on what you know, where the market is going, what uh, consumers are looking for out of loyalty programs. Um, they've also done a ton of research into our post-pandemic world. So, how has Forrester shaped you know the way we think about loyalty in the post-pandemic uh, universe? And what are you know sort of their key trends and insights that they recommend brands consider uh, that you can also learn more about uh, from their other research, not just the wave? Yeah. To take a step back um, on your question, there are two things to note that Forrester does. One is they do the wave assessments, the, the marketplace assessments of vendors we were talking about. Um, the other thing they do, and, and their research analysts actually do more of this, is they publish basically trends research. They're looking at what's happening in the market um, that we vendors play in. 
Um, so Mary Pilecki is the analyst who covers our space. Um, she's been very focused, as was her predecessor, Emily Collins, on emotional loyalty. Um, Mary is very focused on how the markets evolved um, uh, around the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, she came into covering the space, um, I think, in 2020, I think in the COVID year, um, or one of the COVID years. There's, there's no perfect formula for this. We scored very well uh, in the Forrester report, but having participated in a number of uh, Forrester waves over the years um, at a number of different agencies, many of whom you have been a part of where they achieved that leader category. What does it take to become a leader in the Forrester wave and how has that evolved over the last decade? Um, you can't fake it. So they do their best to run a fair, thorough evaluation um, and they they go, I mean, they go to customers. They mm -hmm. ask for customer references. They talk to the marketplace. They don't just let us tell them, um, you know, fanciful stories of what we right. do. Um, so to be a leader, you have to have the credibility. Mm -hmm. You have to have the clients. You have to have the scale. You have to have the capability. Um, and you have to have really positive customer references. Um, what's changed over the last decade? Um, definitely moved away from an all-encompassing look at a loyalty agency. Mm -hmm. So the, the report used to look at full-service firms, technology, strategy, consulting, um, services, professional services, managed services, fulfillment, you name it. The classic all-in-one loyalty solution, um, solution provider. Uh, that, that has changed. Um, we've seen in the last couple iterations of this report um, SaaS players mm -hmm. um, becoming the, the prevailing number of companies looked at, um, and and now you know the leading providers, um, and the it, it reflects how the market's changed. Right. Um, so, uh, with that, the report today, the assessment today, is much more focused on um, core technology capabilities than then places where uh, companies like us are truly differentiating. Whether it be using artificial intelligence and machine learning. Um, making their tool truly self-service, um, or, or even um, some of the UX that a, a marketer would feel um, as they engage with the platform. Definitely. We've also seen a splintering of what is defined as a loyalty application platform. And so, you know, there are a number of reports that we participate in, the channel incentivization report, which is really a fancy word for B2B uh, loyalty platforms, the cross-channel uh, marketing communication uh, report, and so, you know, in addition to the loyalty wave itself, which is obviously the one that is most important uh, to folks in our industry, there is a, you know, splintering of the definitions of the various platforms. Um, so in addition to doing all this analysis of SaaS platforms in the market, um, would you be able to comment on, you know, the other side of Forrester's business, which is that analyst side? And they've really done a lot of research into what loyalty means in a post-pandemic world and how those uh, trends uh, should factor into how brands think about loyalty programs and engaging with the customer. Um, so if you wouldn't mind just commenting on some of the research that our friend Mary has done and how that has influenced a post-pandemic world. Yeah, I'll steal something that um, one of our competitors said, but I think we all think it, um, which is that points aren't the point, right? Um, so when, I think when, when we talk to people who ask us what we do, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you run points programs. 
And the answer is always like, well, kind of. Yeah, yeah it's part of it, but it's not really what we do, right? Um, that's, that's how the market has changed. Um, so the, the point isn't to offer a currency-based program that provides value and then your customers love you because you're giving them points and, and they're trapped, right? Everybody does that. Um, so you know what, what Mary and Forrester team are talking a lot about are, um, are that a company, uh, our clients should focus on being a loyalty company, mm -hmm. um, not just a loyalty program. Um, they talk a lot about emotional loyalty too. Um, and what that really boils down to, um, and this is Forrester's perspective, um, it's what we're seeing with a lot of clients. It's we share the perspective. Um, it, it's kind of the prevailing industry perspective today too, is that um, what we do, the point of what we do is to understand who customers are, what they're doing, what they care about um, inside the walls of your business or inside your digital experience and in their lives. Yeah. Um, and the more that we know uh, while trying not to be creepy, the more we can tailor the marketing messages they receive, the offers they receive, the incentives that they receive, um, and really make them feel like they're valued, appreciated, um, that the company understands them and wants to um, build a, a real emotional connection. Um, so that's the prevailing thought that Forrester has, which I, I think we're seeing a lot of it in the space. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, um, one stat that, again, we got from our, our colleagues at, at Forrester is 59% of our clients and our, the folks, the brands that we work with in space are planning to increase their spending with marketing technology over the next 10 years because of what you're talking about and what Forrester has highlighted in so many of their reports, which is uh, you need to be more personal and understand that customer thoroughly. And that's hard to do. Uh, you can use platforms like us uh, to talk about you know, how you use artificial intelligence or you create a true CDP and you put those applications on top of that. Uh, but uh, combining all of that data into a personal non-creepy experience is really the challenge. Well, last question for you, Ned. And really, this is more of just a commentary of where the industry is going. So you mentioned earlier around you know, having the right team to execute the strategy around a loyalty program. Um, we've observed in our space more and more of our clients taking that marketing team and, and that what they would usually outsource to an agency and bring it more internal. And so what are your thoughts on you know, how Forrester sees that evolving as well and how you know, we've positioned ourselves as a company, uh, a SaaS player in the market, uh, to be able to support clients on whatever their team structure is to get the job done? I'm not 100% sure on Forrester's perspective about this. Um, I will tell you how we've positioned is, um, again, stealing a line from someone else. Uh, our amusement park has a lot of rides. You don't have to ride all of them. Um, we like it when companies do. Um, but I thought that was your quote. No, I stole that. You stole that quote. Oh, um, man, I've been crediting it to Ned. Anyways, carry on. So we see a lot of our customers today who want to be self-service. They, um, you know, the beauty of a SaaS product like ours is that you can do a lot on, on your own as a marketer or with your team. Um, so if you have some reasonably capable marketing ops folks, um, maybe you have some uh, HTML designers, email designers, um, you know, you can, you can run. You don't have to crawl and walk. Like, you can run with our platform. Um, with that said, outside perspective is still helpful, right? So um, where we see customers um, still in the market looking for solution providers, 
Um, they're looking for um, objective third-party strategy support. Um, we work with a great network of partners um, in the strategy consulting space who can help customers figure out how to use their investments well um, and to use the tools that they've already bought um, and to use the team they already have um, to, to really propel their program forward. Um, we also see um, that they sometimes look to us for um, additional analytics support. Um, analytics headcount is hard to find. Um, it's hard for us to find too, but we do have analytics headcount. Uh, we have some really skilled people who are experts in loyalty analytics, which is a particularly hard skill set to find. That's a special uh, unicorn. And it's a special unicorn. Um, and, the, and you know, those people um, sit on our bench and we can use them for quick product, uh, projects with customers. Um, so really, you know, where we do best is to provide a SaaS platform um, to help our customers find um, or, or we work with um, third parties who can make objective strategic decisions um, in consultation with our customers and then we can provide additional services that are really um, deeply focused on loyalty to, to help them uh, drive their program forward. Awesome. Well, Ned, thanks so much for joining uh, me to uh, talk about Forrester and the Forrester Wave Report. Uh, again, you can find that link here. You can find that link here to the Forrester Wave and learn more about capillary and other companies in our space. Uh, and we highly encourage you to take advantage of Forrester's research. Uh, we just want to thank uh, the Holy Grail Pub for allowing us to come here and chug down some breakfast beers and uh, hope to see you again on an upcoming episode of one of our podcasts. I do think we'd be totally remiss if we didn't say that the Forrester wave process, it's um, a pretty exhaustive, thorough process for us to take part in, but it also means that a lot of our company takes part in it. Mm -hmm. um, so there was an enormous team of people um, uh, in the US, in India, um, our marketing team, our analyst relations team, our product folks, solution folks, um, pre-sales folks, mm -hmm. our pre-sales engineers, um, our you know, senior leaders. Um, you know, it's a very thorough evaluation um, and it takes sort of a, a whole all of company approach to, to do well in it. So um, really, really thankful for our teammates who helped us get Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Yep, we, uh, we get to stand on the shoulders of uh, giants here at Capillary, which is, which is really, really humbling. Very hardworking. Yeah, very hard Middle of the team. night giants. Indeed. Well, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, tune in again to the next episode of Loyalty Out Loud with me, Joe Dorn. Uh, have an excellent rest of your day.